Hello, hello, and welcome. I'm Nick. I'm Ryan. And welcome to Late Night Gaiden, your home for being told that E3 2015 is for suckers. The Electronic 3 is alright, I guess. Like, straight up, though, that's my stance. It's everything that they showed this year is the thing that everyone is suckers for. Yeah. Let me put it to you this way. Fallout 4. Yeah. Doom. Mm -hmm. Last Guardian, an Ico Team game. Yeah. Shenmue 3. Yeah. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Mm Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of, uh, what's the the Smash Brothers stuff? Yeah. Street Fighter V. Wait, was the Smash Brothers stuff even at E3? I thought it got announced prior to that. I, I mean, it was like, I think it was like immediately before the Bethesda conference. Right, okay. So I'm lumping that in there, even though it was like Smash Brothers only. Got Star Fox? Oh, really? Yeah, there's some Star Fox being made by Platinum Games. Or worked Wait, on what? By. Yeah, right. <laughs> is it is it another on foot action game? So the little bits that like have been shown, there was a bit where you're flying around in an R wing, and then you hit a trigger, and it turns into a chicken walker, and then is running around. Yes, you just don't get out of it this time. <laughs> they were like, that was the part that sucked. You shouldn't actually get out of the ship. The ship should just walk around. Okay. Is there a blue lady? Uh, I mean, we can only hope so. Yeah. New Mass Effect, on again, on the list for suckers. Mm-hmm. Some kind of side stories in the future thing, from what I understand. Well, I mean, they say it's going to be a new thing. As far as I know, everyone just wants to be like, hey, we just want, like, nearly episodic. Just write the good episodes like that, but don't yeah, yeah. force them all to come together at the end. That would be cool. I'm pretty sure I, I heard some statement, like, it takes far in, it takes place far enough in the future of the Mass Effect universe that none of your choices are really influential on it. Yeah. So it's, I guess, trying to distance it from, you know, the other games. I mean, that's what you got to do. Otherwise, you're going to try and import data from three whole games. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. And then a whole lot of VR stuff. There's definitely suckers for VR out there. I'm one of them. Yeah, honestly, I I haven't been... uh, I mean, obviously, neither of us went to E3, and I haven't actually been keeping up on coverage very closely or anything. I watched the, uh, what I've been hearing about, like, HoloLens stuff has actually gotten me kind of really excited. Yeah. Well, so, the HoloLens thing that they showed on stage was actually really neat. It was just, like, directly tied into Minecraft. And they had a dude wearing it, and they put one on the camera so that everyone at home could see. Uh-huh. But they just made it, basically made a chunk of Minecraft pop up out of the table in front of him. And then he was just walking around, looking at it, and, like, scrolling it around by hand. Huh. It was really cool. Like, it looked sort of, you know, Lego set scale. And I was like, oh, that's yeah, really yeah. cool. And it was just on a regular server, so they had somebody else who was running around in the world. And you could, like, follow them around. And they were doing stuff with, like, voice commands. It's like, so the... The other player put down like TNT blocks, and then the the Hololens player just sort of zapped it with a lightning bolt with a voice command, and then oh, that weird. blew a hole into an underground cavern that he was able to see because he just sort of picked up the entire set to look at the caves underneath where they were. Whoa, yeah. Like I don't know if that actually says much for the like playing experience of Minecraft, but it was a really good demo and. I'm a sucker for 
being able to play Minecraft with goggles. And I, I'm still waiting for Minecraft on VR. I just want to walk around and get lost in that world. Think about that as like, I don't know, like an admin tool or something, though. Just oh, yeah. to be able to like put on the thing, like walk over to your empty table and just be like, hey, hold on a second. Call up my server. What's going on in the world here? Yeah. And then just God's eye viewing your way over it. Was he like... Well, I mean, just think about if you were playing XCOM, but just like at your kitchen table. Yeah, like uh, some kind of really heavy, like a, a tabletop style game, but with a lot of like back end, you know, systems like, uh, I don't know, like Battletech or whatever, like that sort of level of complexity. Yeah. Like and... that's the sort of game that would be really fucking great with that. Oh, yeah. But then you get to this weird part because you don't even need, like, actual pieces anymore. Because mm-hmm. it's like, why would you want physical pieces when you would have, like, super detailed and animated virtual pieces? And, like, eh. Why do you even want to decorate your apartment when you can just have super detailed digital decorations? I know, right? <laughs> it's like that guy who got a, a, a quote, animated tattoo, unquote. Which was then just, he got a QR code tattooed onto him, and when you scanned it, it played an animation on a skin-colored background. Cool. It was... You know, people have imagination. It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, but your implementation isn't very, like, actually impressive. But the ideas are good. You gotta give them... Gotta give them no, no, dude, that. my tattoo's sweet. Sweet. Check it out. Look, get your phone. Oh, do, do you have a QR reader? Oh, here, let, go, go to the App Store. I'll get a QR reader for you, okay? Hold on one sec. My tattoo's really sweet, I swear. Just, um, oh shit. Do you have the Wi Fi password here? Um, oh, what's the barista? Barista, can we have the Wi Fi pla- password, please? Uh, I'm sorry. This is a what? Oh, this is a library. I'm being very loud. I'm sorry. <laughs> My tattoo is really cool, though, you guys. Better than all these stupid physical books. These old school Kindles. You know what? I'll just, I'll just go. I'll just go. I'm sorry. And then he lowers himself into the dumpster. <laughs> and it just so, just slowly and smoothly wheels itself out the front door. <laughs> oh, the dumpster was inside the whole time. Well, he never got out of it. He just stuck his, his torso out like a, like an Oscar. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's a mobile Oscar the Grouch. Listen, why do you need a real apartment when you can have a digital apartment inside your personal dumpster? Oh, my God. Okay, so look forward to that future with HoloLens. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, uh, what else do you want to talk about off of that list? Which, how about some Fallout 4? Like, that's... Yeah, I mean, that a lot of the stuff that I saw, like, the stuff that they were showing in the presentation, it almost, like, it, I, I, I... I bet it's not the case because obviously this game has been in production for a really long time. Like New Vegas was how many years ago? And even that was not the same team that like is working on this or was working on Fallout 3. I'm pretty sure. I believe so like, like the team that made the engine for Fallout 3 started working on this after that. And New Vegas was just like, well, we finished this engine. You guys just make a whole bunch of new content for it and we'll put that out. Yeah, because Fallout 3 was based on like a bunch of old what was the project name? Like Van Buren stuff. And it was dudes that were like Obsidian or Black Isle or whatever, right? Something sure. like that. One of those. I don't pay attention to RPGs. Um, 
But yeah, so obviously this game has been in production for, I don't know, maybe almost a decade. Um, but like a lot of the things they were showing off seemed kind of like reactionary or almost like, look, we've got this too. Like when they were showing up the set, showing off the settlement building stuff. Yeah. Like they were talking about, you know, we wanted to make it so that you could build exactly what you wanted in this world. You know, you wanted, we wanted to show the players what it was like, you know, to have an idea and then make it real in the world. And I'm like, this is, this looks like any of those fucking like time sink, survival, punch a tree, build a square wall games. Um, well, so when they were showing that off, but. Like- it it also exists in a world that stuff also actually exists in, so it's way better than that. Yeah. So after they showed that, I booted up Skyrim, remembering that they started doing like house building stuff yeah. in one of the DLCs for that. What was that? And Hearthfire or something like that? I think so. And like looking into it, that it's a little lame because you have to, um, what do you call it? Like, you get a house, and then it's just like, hey, here is your small house. When you get all the parts for it, you put them together and, you know, prefab small house. Yeah, yeah. And then basically you just add, like, pre-built wings onto now it. You, now you buy the stable. Now you buy the big basement. That sort of thing. Exactly. And, and it's, like, slotted, too. So it's like, hey, you get an east wing. Do you want it to be a library or a kitchen? <laughs> Pick carefully. Um, I want it to be a kitchen, I think. I want it to be a library. It's Does, weird. Does either one of those have an alchemist table? Either one might. Alchemy table is in the alchemy tower in the north wing. Oh, yeah, I want that then. Uh, but it, it it does come down to being the same sort of thing. Like, go around and, you know, get your iron ore to make iron ingots to craft nails that you can use to just shove into your prefab blueprint or whatever. Uh, but... So I imagine all of that's going to be a thing, which, again, it's in Skyrim. So on the one hand, hey, there's like a world out here to explore if you don't want to sink your time into building new things and you just want to take things in. But also, it's Skyrim, so I have not actually been able to get the proper quest lines to trigger that will lead me down the path to being able to purchase one of the land plots. So whatever. Um, Plus, in Fallout 4, it looks way more modular. Like, you're not building a small house. You're building, like, you know, a wall with a window in it, and you're doing a thing. One one of the ones that they panned across in the montage real quick was, like, a tree house, but instead of trees, it's just stairs. So it's just, like, a big floating platform up there (laughs) with a whole bunch of sentry guns. And so that's the other thing. They're putting in, like, logic and circuitry things so you can make traps and bunkers and light up pixel art with pyrotechnics. Yeah, and honestly, like, you know, Fallout has always kind of been thematically sort of about, you know, people coming together and forming pockets of civilization in the wasteland and stuff like that. You know, you have groups like the NCR and, you know, tribal groups and stuff like that. And then, like, actually turning that into a gameplay thing where you're, like, building and populating a settlement, like, that sounds super interesting. It'll be neat, like... I'm. I wouldn't expect there to be like major interesting quest lines around that. Like, I bet there's still some sort of like thieves guild equivalent elsewhere in the world, or you know, deal with these slavers, and that's like the well written narrative parts of the game. But just this new emphasis on 
like modular building and customizing I'm entirely behind. The part of all of that that really sort of hit me and said, okay, I am now excited for this game, was when they were showing the new weapon customization systems. Yeah, and it was just like, here's a baseball bat. Put some barbed wire around it? I don't know. Put a fucking concrete block at the end of it? Sure. Some saw blades? Whatever. They're basically making it the gun system from um, Blacklight. Yeah. But yeah, just the idea of... I I like that. Here's the thing that's going to be on your screen most of the time. Mm. Customize it to exactly what you like. Don't have to rely on finding new ones or finding something. You get to play dressed up with guns. Yeah. And then also you get to play dress up with your jump with jet Gundam power armor. So, hello, I'm in. I'm excited for this game now. Yeah. <sighs> you want to know what else I'm strangely excited for? Or at the very what? least interested in? Doom. Yeah, that I don't know, that 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 gameplay they showed was kind of weird. Like it seemed like kind of fast, but not like super doom fast. But some of the stuff like the like the execution stuff, you know, sort of to save ammo and also it seemed like you were getting more drops out of it seemed kind of interesting, but also like I don't know, it's definitely new ground. For Doom? Snap maps. So, okay. You look at the gameplay and that's like, okay, there's going to be problems with it and it's definitely not like old Doom. But also, of course I think not. everybody... I, well, I think everybody says, you know, it's not Doom fast. I don't think Doom fast is actually what you're talking about. Because if you're actually playing Doom and it changes depending on the difficulty and, you know, your attitude towards it. But the speed isn't necessarily it. Because if you're constantly, like ducking around corners to not get shot is not necessarily about the speed because you move fast but you're juking a lot so yeah like and like they put in a double jump and it's just like okay yeah like like you're trying to go for a certain sense of speed and momentum because that's what everybody's crying for i don't think people are actually aware of what they want when it comes to doom and then like the execute it's weird because it looks like it'll probably be a fun multiplayer shooter yeah. Because it's got double jump and mounting and executions and just the way that that sort of versus monster stuff looked, it almost looked like closer to a, a, a round of Quake just with bots instead of players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I imagine it might actually be better as a multiplayer game than unless a single player component is like really interesting or they do cute things or really beautiful uh, scenes or I don't know. But yeah, Snap Map is actually the part that's got me interested <laughs> Because it's, it looks like it's trying to go start with the level editor from Time Splitters Two, mm-hmm. add the like prop and prop placement of like Halo Forge mode, and then to top it all off, like building logic for triggers and stuff like yeah, a like um, game mode stuff. Well, like, logic and triggers, like, you would have in a Trials editor, but then more, like, specific game mode stuff. Like, I really want to look at that game mode stuff, especially because it seemed like, I don't know if it was just for for show or just for the idea of it, but I think, like, when they started showing that, the first thing he did was he had, like, a black box, and he plugged it in, and it lit up the words, like, Monster Horde Mode. So, I wonder if game modes are, like, actual physical objects in that world. Oh, huh. Because, I mean... 
That would be kind of interesting. Like, what if you were playing a capture the flag mode, but instead of flags, you were rushing to put your preferred game type into, like, the game thing. And whoever got there first, <laughs> it's like, you know, we're the deathmatch team and you're the survival team. And whoever gets there first, that's the game mode we played. I doubt that's how it works exactly. Ah, but what if they built something that was sort of powerful and logic enough that you could build that? I'm not saying it would be good. I'm saying it would be impressive. It would be. Yeah. So um, I want to get my hands on that. I, you know, I have a very big reverence for Doom, but the things that I remember enjoying about it is not what the audience seems to be calling for and is also not what they're necessarily building back to. So I'm interested in that. I want to see what's going to come of that. Well, I think people have been... There are some who would say that people have been like misrepresenting or sort of not realizing what's actually good about doom for a really long time. Like, I think there's like a camp of people who are like brutal doom and bullshit like that is like, that's fucking doom, man. And then some people are like, no, that kind of misses the point of the actual game. So like, I don't know. I kind of feel like there's been a divide there for a really long time. Well, what was something that you've heard about that you've got some excitement for? Uh, so it's kind of nothing. Like, at this point, like, it's a pretty video. I don't even know who's making it or whatever, but Horizon looks sick as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> the part with robot dinosaurs, and it looks like it could be a competent bow shooter, and I'm okay with that. But at the same time, I can't get too excited about it. And I'll tell you why. It's because I look at it, and for some reason I think of, uh, what was it, Heavenly Sword? Whatever that like PS3 near release title was, is it... everybody was like, "Oh, look, it's going to be like a new action game, and it's going to be great, and it's going to be exciting," and then just kind of flopped. Is it because the, the character they showed was a woman with reddish hair? Because <laughs> other than that, I don't really see the connection. It looks. It looks kind of modern day generic action like i'm trying to think of what it could be like and it looks like it could be like an uncharted or like a tomb raider or like a i don't like that's the thing like because i don't know like i haven't played uncharted but like i don't know i played some i actually played some of the recent tomb raider and i don't know the action in that game was just kind of sloggy like you just kind of went through it yeah exactly it was never really engaging and i wasn't really getting that feeling from that thing not that it was something that i played it was just something we saw but you know again like the only reason last of us is like my on the edge of my board of third person shoot shooters is just because when they showed it they were like and you're gonna have to make interesting decisions like do i use this cloth to make bandages or molotov cocktails and while I don't think that played out too much, it was just like, oh, hey, here's something that will be like an interesting system to engage with. Whereas this, they're just like, well, there's going to be a really big dinosaur. And then there's like probably aliens and it's post post apocalyptic. And like, yeah, that's a cool world. But I cannot get excited for a world that I have to play a really mediocre to boring game in order to experience like. What makes you think that it's going to be a mediocre to boring game? They need, like, a mechanical hook. Like, 
the the story and world looks like it could be interesting, but the like they showed one little mechanical hook and like okay, like you want to get to the part where she shot the gun off of its head, picked it up and started shooting it with its own gun. Okay, now you're talking about like Lost Planet 2 and, you know, every new monster could have a new weapon with it and you're doing interesting things and you get back into like gimmick levels, but like I don't want every big monster to be like a moving hostile equivalent of a new tower to climb. I suppose. I I hope it's good and I'm going to be interested to see. And there's total possibility that they're going to show something more, but like it could be good so far. It hasn't shown me that it it's going to be. Um, Yeah. You see anything else? I had a bit. What do you feel about all of these remakes and sequels? Because that I feel is a big uh, like which and what. So definitely, you know, Final Fantasy VII is your remake. Shenmue Three is your sequel, and mm. for some reason, my brain keeps putting Last Guardian in there. It's been in the public mind for so long; it feels like it could be a remake at this point. It just has that time <laughs> between when we first heard about it and now. Yeah, honestly, I never like. I said it on Twitter the other day. I never really understood the fervor over The Last Guardian other than, like, it's a Team Ico thing, and we saw it, and then somebody took it away, so now we didn't get to see it for so many years. But now it's back. But, like, um, people, yeah, like, like, I don't know. I, I've played, I, I don't know, maybe half of Shadow of the Colossus, I think, and I liked it well enough. And, like, definitely as sort of, like, a... It looks like kind of a weird, a game that is both weird and nonviolent in a lot of ways. And like, I definitely don't have any problem with games that are weird and or nonviolent. Um, but like, I don't know. I, n- I never understood like the fucking ravenous, just like lust people have for that game. Because <laughs> like they showed it and I was like, yep, that definitely is a kid yelling. That that does not look like something I want to like see and hear for any length of time. And like most of what they showed, again, I don't want to like harp on it, but it looked to me like an uncharted dynamic set piecing of just like, oh, here is where it's going to fall out from under you, so you better jump and you get a cool camera angle as you make this last second catch. It's like, all right. I, I hope there's something more. So I think what those games have had is they had a certain style. Mm-hmm. The, it, it wasn't so much what you actually did or what they were actually about. A lot of it, because I, I played Shadow of the Colossus through at least once, and then I've restarted it a couple of times because that's one of the like go-tos about just like, ah, let's just play this all night. But they're very much games that, don't see any need to give you any exposition about the world and what's yeah. going on. Like it very much just that, like that, that I'm into. Yeah. And that's, I think the big thing about them, like it, the, the games are about, well, you don't know anything, but things look real pretty. And here is a thing that is definitely clear that like here, you need to keep this with you. You need to go stab these things, but the rest you're on your own. Um, and, People really like that. Like some will say like, oh, that's treating your players with respect and not dumbing it down and explaining everything to them. 
and but I, it, that's that's actually what I was going to say. Like, I really do have a lot of respect for a game or really any piece of media that's willing to just kind of dump the audience into a weird place and not feel the need to explain it all immediately and yeah. just let, like, that sort of sense of confusion or mystery be part of it. And also they were just so good at being, like, fully around that theme. Like, there are so many points in those games where there is, like, it's a quiet moment, so there is no music. There's just, like, the sound of wind where there's just, you know, walking around or water dripping. It's very atmospheric, like, not just in, you know, the color of the world, but in, like, the whole experience. There's a lot of points in those games where there's just no HUD on screen because nothing Mm -hmm. is going on that needs it. It's just like, oh, all right, we're just here. Um, so yeah, like it it almost feels like one of those games where there's not a lot in it to like be excited over, but at the same time, a lot of it is that kind of that jazz thing. Like the important part about it is the things that a lot of games just feel like they need to give you that it just leaves out Mm. very deliberately. So at some point it's just like, no, we don't need that for what we're doing. And there's like a, like almost like a a solemnness, like a sort of respect that that demands when a game is just like no HUD, no thing. You're just here, and you're looking down on the next thing that you're going to do, and then it's not so you get right up on it that the music swells and the action kicks off, and you're like, oh yeah, right, video games. Mm-hmm. Um, Shadow of the Colossus is really good. I don't know, like the the feeling that I got from from what they showed though was like almost like they were trying to be like too dear, you know, kind of like a, um, uh, what's that fucking dude? What's that dude's name? Who does those movies? Who's that dude that does those movies? Uh, Quentin Tarantino. No, the opposite of Quentin Tarantino, actually. Wes Anderson. I mean, Life Aquatic is a pretty great movie and I really like Fantastic Mr. Fox and I really like Moonrise Kingdom, but like they're definitely... Movies with a very specific aesthetic that try to be very endearing. And I kind of feel like going for that sort of thing a little too hard was what I got from the trailer um, that they showed. It's like, oh, here's this cute kid and this, like, cute dragon animal thing. But, like, it's a little baby dragon animal thing. And, oh, no, is it going to fall off the thing? Oh, look, oh, it caught him on the tail. It caught him on the tail. Now he's going to help the big monster thing together. Yay. He didn't do... For some reason, when I think of Life Aquatic, I think of Sideways. He didn't also do that, did he? No. That movie fucking sucked. <laughs> the movie made me hate wine. <laughs> that movie sucked. It made me not recognize how good Paul Giamatti is. I think that's the first movie I ever saw Paul Giamatti in, and I was like, that guy's all right. The other thing that Team Michael games do is they have a very strange but effective sense of like interpersonal relations with things that are not people Mm -hmm. like what i think it's like at the end of Ico when you realize that this watermelon on the beach is actually like the reborn soul of your friend from the whole game (laughs) what and like the save points are just the two of you sit down on a couch together and like the way that you have to pat the couch to like invite her up onto it so that you can save um there's certain arguments that in Shadow of the Colossus, like there's what is it, thirteen bosses and you were just meeting thirteen very different personalities in each of those bosses. Mm-hmm. Like and so 
like I'm not surprised that it's like it's trying to be a very cute, you know, a boy and his dragon dog sort of story. Like if there's a hug button in this game, I would not be surprised. Yeah. But I, I like for them that's sort of par for the course. I don't know if I would call it too endearing as much as just like iconic for, you know, the games from those people. Yeah. Um and, like I think that's part like part of what it goes to. Like, you know, people say like, Oh, it's like the environment's another character in itself and it's like well, if you want to consider the monsters in Shadow of the Glasses to be part of the environment, because they are all like stone archway. Yeah, beasts. they're all they're all made of masonry and moss. Like half of them are gazebos, the other half just have balconies on them. It's like, all right, I'm into game, that. That game's really good. But so yeah, from the demo that they showed, we didn't really get any of any of those things. Like mm-hmm. I said, to, to me, it just looked like, all right, here's your best friend dog, Dragon, and uh, he helps it to be like an Uncharted set piece. It's like, all right, hold up. Hold up, video games. <laughs> hold up, y'all. Video games. Um, yeah, and then like the other big sort of, you know, the other... Um, I mean, what you you said there for suckers? So, what would you call them? Sucker bait stuff was like Final Fantasy, Shenmue, Kingdom Hearts. Um, Final um, Fantasy, so- I don't know. Never really cared about seven. It struck me as really weird when they did that introduction trailer because, like, I recognized the place, like, I recognized the sh- the city, but like, I played a large portion of Final Fantasy, and none of the shit that they were saying, like rung any sorts of bells with me. I was just yeah. like, is that something that went on in Final Fantasy? I don't know. And this then thing- at the end, when it's just like, the promise has been made. It's like, don't you mean like fulfilled? Because you're delivering the thing? No, there's something... That's like That game is about like counter-terrorists and like rogue, overpowered military super soldiers and stuff. But, you know, it's still a game about like humanity defying the will of Gaia or something like but then also I don't know you remember that part uh, where you like have to cross dress and also that part where you go on dates with all of your party members at the casino it's like I remember the part where there was a flashback and then Sephiroth was on your team and it turns out he wasn't so bullshit but then it turns out he was really bullshit yeah. But like I thought first... he wasn't even, like, a dude. I thought he was, like, a space baby. I thought he was made out of space baby cells or some shit. Well, yeah, I think, like, that's the whole thing. Like, his mother is that ceramic lady who, by the way, she was a meteorite that landed here a few centuries ago. I don't know. Who cares about Final Fantasy Seven? A lot, a lot of people. I've yeah, seen a bunch of like reaction videos going around of like, here, just watch these people who were streaming and just watch them react at Final Fantasy Seven and like literally people like climbing on tables and throwing chairs. Materia seems okay. My favorite reaction has been people who have been like pulling out like weird nonsense monster designs and just like, I can't wait to see this in in HD. Yep, fucking Hell House. A shitty building with, like, robot chicken legs and a knife coming out of it. <laughs> like, that does sound pretty good, but that is not the things that they show when they want to get people hype. But, like, that's a thing that doesn't even make sense in any context, like, in any way. Let's address all that at another time, but... Okay. Gosh, I don't know what people are on about. How do you feel about Kingdom Hearts? 
I like the part where they got the guy from Tangled to come on, and they were like, yeah, this guy looks like the boss of the first game. And I was like, shit, you're right. Yeah, I didn't get that because I never played any of those. Okay, so apparently, you know how there was like those two teens playing space chess or whatever? Yeah. So one of them is the bad guy from the first game who no from the second game who was being impersonated by the big bad in the first game but he's really a different version of him that got his heart taken out and that's why he's got an x in his name now yes actually exactly (laughs) and then the other guy is the guy who grows up to be your master of the three kids in the psp dream drop no birth by sleep that's the one and he's like teaching everybody about, hey, don't let the Great Keyblade War happen again because everybody died. The Great Keyblade War. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, that's like the exact opposite end of the spectrum, isn't it? Because it's just like, oh, yeah, no, like that game with all the Disney characters where you like bring Donald to Tron World and then you go to Lion King World and he becomes a lion who has sweet drifts. But then everything that you remember about it is like, oh, yeah, you remember that time that they like literally ripped people's hearts out and then they became shadow versions of themselves and there was a great Keyblade War that made everybody die? Remember that time when Mickey Mouse joined the evil empire and he was in like black robes and dual wielded keys? Remember how like in every game you don't see Mickey because he is constantly just like like kicked a door off of the hinges and is now surfing over the liquefied blackness of the the hearts of in all of humanity. Remember gummy ships? Remember gummy ships? I <laughs> think we're fucking serious business. It's like, yo, the rescue rangers showed up and they're gonna sell me blueprints to get this sweet Corvette of a gummy ship. Fuck. What was the other one? Shenmu. Yeah, never. I don't. I don't know anything about Shenmue. I know um, you can like you can buy soda and you can play Lucky Drop. Yeah, you can get Space Harrier if you buy a Genesis. Um, there's a kid who asks you if you want to wrestle, and you're like, "That's probably not a good idea." You'd look for some. You're looking for somebody who speaks the Chinese language. Do you know where sailors like to hang out? Yeah, I, I have no connection to Shenmue. I. Um, I tried to play a little bit of it once and it definitely was like an interesting idea because it was just like walk around JRPG but then the battles were like straight 2D fighting game battles like like a Street Fighter or a, wait it had battles? yes that, no that's like, like that's like the hook of like that game like around town and look for your dad game it is like it's an RPG like you know walk up to NPCs go to shops all of that but then whenever there's a battle instead of picking from a menu you just like X to punch, Y to kick, A to jump, B to block, whatever. Like, it's just a fighting game. And then, like, some of the things you buy from stores, like, you buy new skills and moves that you swap out or something like that. Like, I think you buy new combos that then you unleash in battle. Like, it was it was trying to be interesting, and I'm down with that Is idea. Is this, like, a, an evolution of fucking, uh, 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 what's the game? Um, where you walk around on the street and punch people, and then you go in the shop and you eat some sushi and you get Acro Circus. River City Ransom. Yeah. 
like maybe like yeah like they're just like what if we take river city ransom and well so no because like they are segmented out battles so like you walk up and like a agent in black suit comes out it's like hey we're the yakuza and we fight you and then you get the like screen spinny and you go into this instance like match huh yeah it's not like there was something not a for a new up. um no it's not a beat em up it's a it's fighting not one of those... game after it's... a jrpg it's not that Boncho game. No. Where you just lock eyes at a dude and shoot Boncho energy out of your eyes at him. I really want to play that. So let's take a break while we hear a word from our sponsor. This week is brought to you by a big sandwich. We get it. Sometimes you're having one of those days. You just need to put something in your body that'll make you feel better about what's going on outside of your body. For those days, we recommend... A big sandwich. A meatball parm? A cubano? It's up to you. It's whatever you need, man. It's about care. It's about taking care of yourself. So you can take care of business outside of yourself. A big sandwich. Taking care of business. Together. Oh, did you watch um did you watch Nintendo? Yes, I did. What's up with um Metroid? Uh, so they went by it really quickly, like it's going to be like a 3DS follow-up to whatever oh. the Hunters game was, but also you're oh. not Samus, it's like multiplayer focused, maybe a party game. It's not a real Metroid game basically. It's just got the Metroid name on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's like some kind of federation. You're playing as dudes in like color coded suits. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I, I like I said, I have not seen anything that's like just about it. They were just like, oh yeah, federation here's a montage force. and here's a game. Yeah, I've never, I've never cared about anything like any of the fucking extended universe of Metroid. You know? Yeah. Like, is it? No, it's it's about you're Samus. You're in a planet, and you're gotta like yeah. scan shit and shoot those bugs that come out of those pipes you're samus you're in a weird place how long till you get the morph ball <laughs> yeah um no like so no talk of the annex and no talk of zelda yeah, yeah. which they said coming in but like i've i'm on the side now of saying it's like no they're probably just going to move that to the uh probably just moving that one to the next console yeesh like I don't think we use going to be the here much longer, or like really much longer. I mean, like we've maybe got like two years on it, but like I don't know how much we're going to see in that time. Gonna well, we're going to see Mario Maker. Yeah, which and you know what that looks cool, and if things share easily, that'd be really cool. Yeah, but... I need to go look up that uh, that World Championship thing because that sounded bonkers. I actually got to watch those finals live, and they had some interesting stuff. So you know how in Bowser's Castle and World, they have like all the different doors for the different paths through the castle? Yeah, yeah. So somebody rebuilt that, but most of them were just silly, so he went through one door, and it was just four giant Bowsers stacked on top of <laughs> yeah, each other. and just that. walked at him, and he was like, nope. So that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just makes me think, why did we ever stop playing with the 
SMBX, aside from the cease and desist letters. Yeah, there's that. But yeah, like if, if there's just going to be like a legitimate way and if there's going to be a big community around it and things are shared and like that's the kind of thing that I feel like should have uh, like a like a GIF exporter or a share to YouTube button. Like Mario Kart yeah, yeah. got shared to YouTube. Um, it was actually for some reason I was thinking about that with Disney Infinity. Yeah. Yeah. So you you know about that one, right? It's their toys to life thing. You buy the figures, yeah. you put the figure on, and then you play as Buzz Lightyear or whatever. Yeah. But like, it's also got play sets, so you can be like, "Here's the Pirates of the Caribbean." So not only do you get Jack Sparrow and um, Legolas, but you also get um, like, "Here's a pirate ship to play on," and also like, you get to put boats now, and you have like cannons to use in your toy box. But like now they're doing stuff like they're bringing lots of other developers in, so now there's like a whole cart racer in there. And so mm-hmm. I assume you get to bring parts of, like, so another big thing they had was, like, oh, yeah, no, like, we also have a big logic system in your toy box. So you can just, like, build soccer games and brawlers and stuff all on your own and make, like, custom games. And it's just like, oh, that could be really cool. Um, But I've never seen anything really come out of that. Like, apparently they do, like, a weekly or biweekly showcase of, like, just showing off people's toy boxes. Huh. I want to check that out because, like, if enough people are on that, really cool stuff could come out of it. And they've been cranking stuff out. There's going to be Star Wars stuff now, so that means that there's going to be, like, spaceship shooter elements going in there and sword fighting and, like, and, like, if you can make custom games and there's going to be new, well-built game modes, then there could be really cool stuff in there. But, yeah, it's just, like, so you remember when we were playing Smash Brothers last week and started looking at like custom stages? Yeah, yeah. First of all, I upgraded the Erudite Pit a little bit. Okay. Um, I learned you can make fall through stages. You just have to not like complete a polygon. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if you just draw like a straight line, like it it doesn't like it if it's too angled vertically. But like as long as it's mostly horizontal, you just like put a start point and end point. And then you click the icon again, and it finishes it, and it's flat, and it's a drop-through. Huh. Um, so you can do that. Uh, that grid really helps, especially when you can snap to it. But So, like, apparently the way that you smash Stage Brother shares? No. Yep. The way that you share Smash Brother stages is, it is exports, either... It converts it into, like, a short sound, and then you hold up your gamepad microphone. I mean, that would be way better. If I could just... What? Like... <laughs> Hold on. If, that would be better. No, actually what would be cool is if I could just put like build a stage and then store it in my amiibo and then there's a mode where I just tap the amiibo and it loads up that amiibo on that stage and you tell your friends, all right, try to beat them. Yeah, and that would like, be keeps good. Their win Ross record, that'd be awesome. Uh no, so there is apparently a Meverse channel called the Smash Brothers Stage Custom Stages Sharing Channel. All right. And also, like, for that Miiverse thing, it is just um, every character now has their own submit to this channel to be a background in the Miiverse stage. Oh, yeah, channel. yeah. Um, which, one, is really gross. Two, I've tried playing on that stage. And all penises and a bunch of them that are just, like, black smudges and one that was just a big X. I don't and even I know thought, who it was for. I thought Nintendo had that penis detecting technology. Apparently not for the Miiverse. I thought it was I, for the Miiverse. What else would it be for? 
Oh, maybe it was. You know what? I think it was like they dressed it up so it looked like Donkey Kong's head, so it didn't know what to do about that. It's like, well, we gotta oh. let Donkey Kong in. Um. Yeah, I saw one with a with a Hadoken, but trailing the Hadoken, the the do- the Hadoken was a dickhead. There you go. I was like, but Ryu's in the game. We gotta have Hadokens. I st- I still can't get over that. It makes the whole game feel like a ROM hack now. Like now, this is not a real Smash Brothers game anymore because <laughs> yeah. they put Ryu in it and he uh, has command input. It's fucking great, <laughs> man. You want to hear me curse about spin kicking in the wrong direction? Because that's what's happening. <laughs> I do. Oh. oh wait, so like if you're facing left and you fucking quarter circle to the right and press A, do you throw a Hadoken to the left? No. Okay. Right. Yeah. You spin you, kick. You left. Turn around. Okay. Yes. Wait. You spin because you did a quarter circle backwards from oh. your facing to the left. Right. Okay. But the thing yeah. is, like, Smash Brothers has never been a game that it was. Well, I guess it has been a stickler for facing, but like, kind of like you move the stick to the right and you expect to do it, but because it is taking inputs from your standing, like. It thinks that right was for the left, and so it does it wrong. So, like, it is, you gotta, I kind of wish there was a button just to turn that off. Just like, no, I don't need command in, but I'll take the weaker commands to be able to mm. actually hit people in the right direction. I mean, you can just do them. You you can just press B. Yes, but you can't turn off the command input. So then, like, yeah, if yeah. you try to side B, it... Oh, and you things. don't, and you do it kind of loosely, It'll, it might just be like, did you mean Hadoken? Yeah. Although I think you have to hit A for the command, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I haven't actually looked through those stages yet. But eh, Nintendo. The point is, Nintendo's again kind of getting there. Definitely doing a focus on like online play with a lot of things. Like just look at Splatoon. Mm-hmm. They still have trouble with their like custom content. How do we amass all of these things? So you know, unless they are doing something that won't rely on Miiverse for Mario Maker, like it's going to be really hard to share that stuff and that's going to make that fall flat. Mm. Yeah, nothing else from Nintendo, really. Star Fox. But again, an E3 for suckers, I'm a sucker for Star Fox, so I'm excited about that. Uh, who the fuck cares about Star Fox? Yo! That's literally a sentence I just said. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Who the fuck is you? Um, I mean, I played Star Fox on the SNES. It was all right. You go under those things in the first level. You go under all of them. You get a free weapon power up. Yeah. You know, people shit on Star Fox Assault. I liked it. People ignore Star Fox Command. I like it. You want to play Star Fox Assault? Which one was that? That was the GameCube one with the Oh, no, segments. I don't. No, it wasn't the Dinosaur Planet one. Yeah, I know. That one, it's perfectly fine, and it's got, like, classic sections, and it's, like, it's weird, because the I don't really like, I don't really like Star Fox, like, I don't really like the flying around Star Fox, and I also don't really like a mediocre third-person shooter. (laughs) What if I told you you could shoot robot dinosaurs? Uh, do I have a bow? A laser bow? Yeah. Uh, what about if you just have a spaceship that's shaped like a laser bow? Do I apologize to the dinosaurs? Oh, absolutely. But, like, then you got a buddy on your squad who is, like, over there just being like, take that, dinosaur, you stupid jerk. And then you have to deal with robot dinosaur racism issues. Uh... 
But then you can Paragon interrupt and shoot your friend while he's about to shoot an innocent dinosaur child? This got weird. Yeah, it did. It's dealing with important topics like mechanical apartheid. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that presentation, <laughs> so I don't really, like, know what context they used that phrase in. But, like, describing shit, the world dude. of Deus Ex, like... They're just saying, like, oh, no, yeah, like, you remember how, like, there was a split between people who were, like, pro-Augs and anti-Augs? Well, now, like, people who are Augs just literally live in slums and the police shoot them at will when they want to. It's like, oh, okay, like. Yo, guys, do you remember in your last game when, like, you had, like, that homeless woman who spoke with that ridiculous, like, minstrel show voice acting? Maybe maybe don't try to push towards that that sort of um you know thing with with your record. You don't you don't want you don't want to invoke those uh yeah f- like non-fictional cultural ideas cuz like from what they're going for like just by like a strict definition mechanical apartheid is probably very accurate and yeah, probably it, it it does that... make like a certain amount of sense for to that world like they already had stuff in the first game with like the whole purity movement and stuff but like yeah and 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 i think they like for the world that they are trying to build like that phrase is loaded with the severity they want to try to inject it's just you can't overlook the fact that you know Real-world atrocities compared to your fictional bullshit video game cyborg world. Yeah, and it is the sort of thing that, like, people talk about with fantasy and sci-fi all the time, where it's like, oh, you want to tell a story about racism and stuff, but you don't want to use actual brown people. You want to use elves and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's loaded. But hey, a new Deus Ex game, so... Yeah, I liked that game. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Yo, there's a new Halo game coming out. I forgot to mention that one. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen anything about it. Oh, no, that's not true. I saw Giant Bomb people playing the weird, like, what do they call it? War. War zone. War face mode. So, uh, tell me, because I looked at that and I was like, oh, that's Torland. Onslaught, but like with named creeps. Yeah, kinda. Like you, it was, know you know, take over the three points to take down the shield on the enemy base. Like that's definitely onslaught. Yeah, the core is vulnerable, and there's weapons. I I like the idea of just like, hey, there's also you can also get Roshan. And I like the uh, the point by terminal stuff, like having, you know, that sort of loadout stuff, but still having it be tied to like a location and kind of meet it out over the course of the match. Mm. That stuff seemed pretty interesting. Okay. So let me give it to you this. What if the only place you could do that was back at your own core? Okay. But yeah, what if you could get like a little robot to carry, to carry your guns out for you. Yeah. Well, just like little grunts, but they got, they're wearing your team colors or you could like upgrade them and like give them birthday hats. If you just give them, maybe slide them like 50 cents on their in-game store, you know? Okay, but, like, do you just get those, or does somebody have to buy them in-game? Uh, I mean, somebody's probably going to have to to buy... You know what? They're going to give you one. They'll give you one. If you want more, then... Okay. So otherwise, it's, you know, everybody's going to be pushing the button, and he's going to get confused and never go anywhere. 
the point is, I saw that and I was like, oh, hey, maybe I'm excited for like new Halo gameplay. That hasn't happened in a long time. And then I just downloaded a Master Chief skin for Unreal Tournament, and that's what I'm going to be doing tonight. <laughs> Are you going to download those warthogs that broke your game again? Yep. Cool. I, I still have those. The fucking the suicide rocket warthog. Yep. You want to? You know, I had to fix my Unreal sort of stuff, and you want to know what actually broke it? What? Chaos on Unreal. Really? Yeah. I, I think I had done something goofy with it, and that broke it. But I fixed it. I bet that wasn't intended to be like put alongside other mods. Like that was a pretty set total conversion thing. Yeah, it was, and that's the part that broke. Is I tried to make it play nice with everything else. Yeah. I just ripped it out. That works fine. Oh, but I like Chaos UT. The grenade launcher was really good. They had like the they had the melee weapons. Those were all right. Ah, I I liked them. Ah. What about the uh, what was it? UTRPG. That's some good shit. That was pretty good. All right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're okay. gonna get. We're gonna add the weapons from Chaos UT. We're gonna use all Master Chief player models. We're gonna put Grunts and Elite in a survival based wave mode, and you get RPG stats. Okay. In the UT 2004 engine, coming holiday 2015. Look for it. <laughs> A fucking repackaged mod package. Yeah, but like, once you pass all the old menus, like, we're kind of there. Like, it just feels different because Bungie's not making. I lost the thread somewhere. Ah, uh, but Nick, there's iron sights in the new one. Well, not iron sights, but zoom in a little bit mode. Um, you don't have zoom in a little bit mode in UT. No, actually, they they are legit iron sights in the new Halo. I think. It's weird. Um, no, I thought it was just like you zoom in, a, like with the assault rifle. Like the assault rifle doesn't actually have sights on it because it's got that weird little compass monitor. Oh yeah, weird. No, I think the pistol like will do actual. Maybe things that actually have iron sights, iron sights. Yeah. Um. No, there, there was one where he was like looking down, like a red dot scope on something on the DMR. I think that makes sense. It's got yeah. a scope. Yeah. So, the ones where it's appropriate, maybe. Yeah. Um, Which is how it's always been. Yeah. It's just now you can shoot while you're binoculared. I don't know. All right. Um, do you recall anything else from the show before we finish up here? Uh... No. <laughs> oh, wait. There was... um. XCOM gameplay. Oh, there was? Yeah, yeah, there was XCOM gameplay. It was very heavily, um, like, not actually representative of what the game is going to be. Like, in the interview, like, I, there was a feature on IGN or something, and, like, in, in that interview, like, after watching the gameplay trailer, like, the guys doing the interview were like, so it's not actually going to work like that, right? Like, I've played XCOM, and, like, you know, you're not actually going to change it so that enemies can shoot at you the turn that they're activated, right? And he's just like, yeah, we changed that to make the gameplay teaser more dramatic. <laughs> um, okay. But, I don't know, it looks pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'll take more XCOM. Shit, i got to take more of the XCOMs I already got. Like, obviously, you can't draw too many assumptions, like, you can't draw too many conclusions from that, because, like, it was really doctored up for, you know, for the thing, but, like, it seems like 
they're really leaning into the whole like gorilla aspect of it. Like, uh, you you start out in a like a state of concealment, and it actually like highlights you know sort of danger zones like this area. There's like you know a scanner here, and this is the vision range of these enemies and stuff. And once you're out of concealment, like enemy officers can call in like airdrop reinforcements and shit. Like you're huh. so quickly just like outgunned, but you are. It's it's not like you must fight to the last man on every mission now. Like on most missions, there is an objective. There's like something that you showed up to try to do, and like you do that, and then fucking throw flares and call in the Sky Ranger and get the hell out of there. That sounds really cool and different this yeah. idea of like you have to manage that you stay in your opponent's fog of war yeah that's really cool um but yeah that, that looks really good like aside from the yeah we just wanted to show off how cool this alien was so we had it jump out of the back of a van and grab a guy out of cover and strangle him to death all in one turn that won't actually happen in the real game don't worry guys okay Hey man, at least you know. I I trust them to make a good game. Yeah, That's of course. A little jank, like technically not in terms of gameplay, but actually, I watched a retrospective on the art direction of uh, the original new XCOM, the original yeah. new XCOM, and, uh, and Enemy Unknown. Yeah, that game went through like some really crazy stuff on its way to how it actually wound up. I would really recommend watching that and comparing like what I saw there to the stuff that they're presenting now. Like, their first, they, they presented two vertical slices, and the first one was just, like, this bizarre mishmash of, like, old XCOM systems, like, time units and shit, and just, like, really weird, poorly thought-out art direction and stuff. Huh. And then the second one was, like, okay, that looks like new XCOM, but, like, with slightly worse UI. And, like, comparing what they showed then like comparing what they're showing now to like those two slices it's like obviously this game is like much they they obviously have a very clear idea of what and why and how they're doing that's good to hear actually yeah but i would really that's... recommend watching that retrospective it was really interesting i can find it so you can put it in like the notes or something yeah uh, send me a link i'll put it in will do but yeah that's the last thing that really caught my eye Okay, so that's going to conclude uh, talking a bit about E3 2015. Uh, we're going to put a link to that thing in the show note. Show notes. One show note, just the one. The show uh, note. If you would like to find where that is, you should go to our webpage, which is at alikustudios.net slash podcast slash late night. Uh, while you're there, we have links to our other shows, No Credit Continue and Orbiting the Ghost Planet. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about the, not the next episode of Ghost Planet, but the one after it that's going to come out. I'm really excited about that. Which, uh, which episode is that going to be? It's the one where we talk about The Mask, starring Jim Carrey. Wait, what? Yeah. Why? It's a pretty good episode. I don't understand. Because... They did like a promotional thing for Space Ghost on the VHS of that. So if you have a 1994 VHS of The Mask, there's oh a short God. Jim Carrey interview after the movie. So we watched the entire movie and talked about the movie for the episode. What the fuck? <clears throat> okay. So it's that's pretty why good. you were talking about The Mask a while ago. 
Yeah. Um, All right, I'll make sure to listen to that one. Um, if there's anything that you would like to tell us, anything you would like to hear us talk about on the show, you can let us know. Uh, send us a tweet at Aliku on Twitter. Uh, or you could go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Aliku. We've got, you know, shows there, community there. Some people are sharing it. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. That's a place where you can find podcasts. Yep. If you're going to do that, hey, leave us like a ranking and a review, and it'll be really cool, and it'll scrub your metadata and tell people what kind of shows that the people who like our show like. Five stars, please. Five nope. stars is what we hope for. Be honest. Nope. Five get, stars, get please. Honesty. Okay, five stars. That's fine. Just leave. Just slide them under the door. Five stars under the door, please. Uh, and that's gonna do it from us. So uh, have a good week. You know what? I want to know what you're excited about. What thing that you can customize? What are you gonna make when Snap Map comes out? <laughs> Doom Snap Map. What kind of level are you going to make? It's weird. Like, they're like example modes were all like takes on Bullet Storm. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. You know, that was on sale, on sale on Steam the other day, and I thought about it. It was a good game. And I never got to play that game. I don't play the demo. And that's going to do it for us. We will talk to you next time. And until then, take care of each other. Bye.